0: Tonight, we're going to be talking to you about Joel chapter two. And this is the word that God is getting across to the body of Christ right now, because this is exactly what he's doing. I want to give you a thought that God shared with Pastor Barber. In 1970, there was an overpopulation of rabbits. So they created a virus to kill the rabbits. Rabbits. Prior to that, we were plagued with mice, and they brought forth cats to take care of the mice. Obama started the funding for the coronavirus with government funds, and look at what we have today. A total and complete mess. There's things that are going on behind the scenes right now that God wants you to understand, and they're all going to tie to and relate to Joel chapter 2. God, the father is on the scene and he wants to talk to you tonight about Joel chapter two. We're in this dispensation of time where Joel two is what God is doing. God has been speaking, but is the church listening? Are you listening? Who is God? Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17 For the Lord your God is a God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and a terrible, which regardeth not persons, nor taketh reward. Look at those characteristics that Moses said about God. Moses said he's great, he is mighty, and he is terrible. Think about that. Church, you need to stop prettying God up and let him be known for who he is. And there's an attribute of God that is terrible. And we're seeing this now. Here's a prophetic word from December 8th. Fix your eyes upon me from Pastor Barber and never look around for this is the hour of great salvations. And I need your undivided attention. I will be speaking into the ears of those who are in tune to my voice at this given time. I have many secrets that I need to reveal to my people. And this is the hour that I have foreordained to do this mighty works. The Joel chapter two dispensation has come upon the land. And I want each of you to be partakers of this great and mighty works. This is very significant what God is doing here tonight. Prophecy from January 15th, 2012, from Pastor Barber. The coming light will dispel all darkness. Fast, fast, fast like never before. It is time for complete fasting, not partial. I will sustain thee, I will uphold thee by my strong right arm. I will be the God of glory, and my thunderings and lightnings will be seen and heard. All across this great land, nations shall hear of my glory and nations shall run into my glory and great will be the fall of Satan's kingdom at this given hour. My people will have learned to tread on scorpions and they will have learned what it means to heal the sick. They will also walk in supernatural abundance and they shall have no lack. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit at this given time. This is the time for great growth in the body of Christ. This is the time for manifestations like have never been seen before in the church history. Come to my glory light and allow me to expose all darkness within and without. And then you shall be able to go forth and conquer on every side. Then you shall go forth victoriously For you will be going in my strength and not in your own. You will be using my wisdom and not your own. You'll be using my understanding and not your own. Many will be drawn to the light that you emanate. Many, many souls being weighed in the balance will come to this bright light of my glory that is covering the earth as prophesied in Joel chapter 2. So that's the foundation. Do you see what God is trying to do? Do you see what he's saying through this prophetic word? Joel chapter 2 is active, and that means many things. We're going to start out with Joel chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. This has a subtitle of the Locust Army from the message version of the Bible. Blow the ram's horn trumpet in Zion. Trumpet the alarm on my holy mountain. Shake the country up. God's judgments on its way. The day's almost here. A black day. A doom's day. Clouds with no silver lining. Like dawn, light moving over the mountains. A huge army is coming. There's never been anything like it. And never will be again. Wildfire burns everything before this army. And fire licks up everything in its wake. Before it arrives, the country is like the Garden of Eden. When it leaves, it is Death Valley. Nothing escapes unscathed. Do you understand what God is doing? He's bringing, has brought judgment to us. The prophet Joel spoke about the judgments of God. Notice that Joel, Joel's judgments, Joel has the word judgments, plural, meaning more than one. It's not just one judgment, it's judgments. Judgment implies that a person has been found guilty of doing something wrong. Judgment implies that God has been watching and discerning patterns of behavior. Discerning attitudes, discerning the true nature of the heart of God's people and a negative result was found. I'm going to read that again. Judgment implies that a person has been found guilty of doing something wrong. Judgment implies that God has been watching and discerning patterns of behavior, discerning attitudes, discerning the true nature of the heart of God's people. And a negative result was found. This negative result demands or requires an immediate and precise consequence from the law of God penalty, punishment, payback from God for disobedience to his law. Joel specifies that these consequences will be severe. How severe? A black day. Doomsday. Death Valley. No one escapes. This is how severe. God is doing this right now. There will be those in the church who will try to smooth these words over and make them positive. You cannot do that. God's word is God's word. It says what it says. It means what it means. Can't change it. You have to live with it and deal with it in your heart. And this is the problem that is going on within the church today. We're trying to change what God is. The definition that we read earlier, God is a terrible God. What did you think about that? Has anyone ever told you that before? I know you've heard it in here. But for you out on the Internet, has anyone ever told you That God is a terrible God. He doesn't play. He's serious. And he's serious when it comes to us living a righteous, holy life. And a standard above him. Don't try to smooth these words over. Here what Joel is really saying is here. It's coming. Another prophetic word. August 9th, 2017. From Pastor Barber. When the trumpet sounds again, it will be too late to get yourself together. I have already blown the trumpet once and rallied my people and spoke for them to get themselves ready for this final battle of the ages. Many did not heed the trumpet call, and therefore they are standing on the sidelines looking in. There will be great gnashing of teeth when they finally realize they are standing all alone and it was their flesh that was operating and not my spirit. True sorrow will fi- will fill their hearts, but it will be too late. I have called many times who is earnestly answered with a pure heart that is surrendered to me totally and completely. If you think about some of the messages we've had in the past couple of weeks, what has God been asking for? Total commitment total commitment what he's what has he been saying? Grace is ended. What has he been saying? He will turn you over to a reprobate mind Joel chapter two a terrible God Joel chapter two verses four to six The locust army seems all horses, galloping horses, an army of horses. It sounds like thunder leaping on mountain ridges or like the roar of wildfire through grass and brush or like an invincible army shouting for blood, ready to fight, straining at the bit at the sight of this army. The people panic, faces white With terror, that does not sound like a fun experience. Doesn't sound like a positive experience. But Joel is very serious when he depicts what God is about to do. Joel is warning us that the destruction is going to come in the form and likeness of locusts. There will be so much destruction and devastation that will take place that it will boggle the mind. It will boggle the mind. It will feel like an army has invaded the land and completely destroyed everything. It will be one destruction after the other with no end or let up at all. Joel is warning us that there is going to be so much clamor, it will be like thunder. It will be like a roar, a sound so intense that it will bring fear. This sound that is coming because of this destruction is going to cause all who hear it to fear. Panic will be upon all faces. Very serious. Matthew Henry's commentary says this. Historians tell us that the noise made by swarms of locusts in those countries that are infested with them has sometimes been heard six miles off. The noise is likewise compared to that of a roaring fire. It is like the noise of a flame that devours the stubble. Which noise is more terrible because that which is that which it is the indication of is devouring. Note when God's judgments are abroad, they make a great noise and it is necessary for the awakening of a secure and stupid world that they should do so. God is trying to get our attention. He really is. He's, he's not playing with this Joel 2 declaration that he has made over the world. When you look upon this judgment and see it for what it is, you will understand that there is no escape from it. You will not be able to excuse your way out of it. You will not be able to blame anyone else because it will overtake you completely. Joel chapter 2 verses 7 to 11, still in the message version. The invaders charge. They climb barricades. Nothing stops them. Each soldier does what he's told. So disciplined, so determined that they don't get in each other's way. Each one knows his job and does it, undaunted and fearless, unswerving, unstoppable. They storm the city, swarm its defenses, loot the houses, breaking down doors, smashing windows. They arrive like an earthquake, sweep through like a tornado, sun and moon turn out their lights. Stars black out. God himself billows in thunder as he commands his forces. Look at the size of that army and the strength of those who obey him. God's judgment day, great and terrible. Who can possibly survive this? This is God. This is God in his righteous anger, his righteous wrath, bringing correction to the church, bringing correction to the world. This has to take place. The things that have been going on in the body of Christ have been. Abhorrent, absolutely terrible. This is a continuation of the locust destruction. The destruction that God has planned will seem like an invading army. There will be nowhere to hide. There will be no way to protect yourself from what is about to happen. This army is so good and so set on destroying everything in its path. It is the perfect killing machine created by our terrible God. Why? Because God has been telling us that he wants our behavior to change. He wants the Christians to represent him in purity and holiness. One of the names of God equals Jehovah, which also equals man of war. This is an attribute of God. He's a man of war. Exodus fifteen three, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Church, there are things about God that you don't know. There are things about his character and nature that you think you understand, but you really don't. God said that we are in the dispensation of Joel too. God is in war mood. God is in war mood. He is sending out his judgments to deal with the hearts of his people. And when you look closely at Joel, two, you will plainly see that God is not playing. God never has played. It's the church that's been saying that God is a God of love and he would never hurt you. You can keep doing your mess and there will be no consequences. This is not what Joel two was saying at all. You will not be able to excuse your way out of it. You will not be able to blame anyone else. It will overtake you completely. Joel is telling us plainly that you need to understand that if you get on this side of God, there is no escape plan. If you stay on this side of God, there's no way out. I don't care what any preacher tells you. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to have this Joel 2 experience. This prophecy was tied to Joel too. This was from December 13, 2015 from Pastor Barbara. Tell my church that I'm coming after a church without spot or wrinkle. And I've been ironing out the wrinkles all this time. And this is the last pressing. The whole earth is about to explode with my presence and I will bring my army with me. They are dressed in white and they have passed the time of testing and they have their heads held high and they are coming forth with a shout of victory on every side. The army, this army is different and it is unique. And if you remember the things we just read in Joel 2, it perfectly describes this army that God is sending. It is like no other army this land has ever seen. There will be fire in their eyes. And they will come forth with a burning desire to ride this one out with me. They will not look around to see who is in control. They will know who is in control and they will fight with all they have in them. They will fight in unison because of this enemy. They will fight in unison and because of this, the enemy will lose every battle. This great explosion will occur during the deepest and darkest hours This land has ever witnessed. This land will be vibrating with anticipation for the land knows what is about to happen. And all my angelic hosts are prepared to ride. Also, they're going to come to this land and they're going to fight the battles for my children and they will not stop until the command is given for them to stop. I tell you now beforehand that this is a fierce and mighty army. A sight to behold, and like I said, there has been none like it before. A multitude of lost souls just hanging in the balance, and this army shall rescue them, a strong and mighty army that will fear nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing. This army has been through the throes of hell, and they know firsthand what it is like to be in the clutches of evil personified. And they are more than ready to rescue those lost and dying souls out of the same clutches that had them. Victory after victory will be seen across the land as this great and mighty army goes forth conquering on every side. Eyes have not seen what they are about to see and ears have not heard what they are about to hear. And I tell you a truth. The thunder and lightning will clap and roar before this mighty army. And the winds will howl around about because of the fierceness of this great and mighty army. Fear on all sides at this given time. That is why it is so imperative that my people set their hearts and minds upon me and stay in that deep position of hearing even the smallest whisper of my voice. Time frame. Some would say, what is the time frame? But I tell you, there is no time frame. For what I am about to accomplish upon this land, everybody wants a time and a date when, in fact, they should be wanting more of me and less of the world. They should be desiring sweet fellowship to flow from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet. Salvation is sweet, but sin has corrupted my people, and they are losing their salvation. They must ride upon the waves of my delivering power and destroy the works of darkness. I want a total annihilation of the enemy of their souls. Their garments have been tainted by this sin nature. The enemy has had them trapped in a web of deception for quite some time now. And I'm about to destroy that web and bring my children up out of the throes of hell and place them on solid ground once again. And the scripture was given with this prophetic word. Second Thessalonians 2, 9 to 10. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Are you sitting in that position where you don't want to hear the truth? Where you don't love the truth? So that you can be saved. If you're sitting in that position. You're in a dangerous place. Joel with his message. Also gives you a way. To stop the destruction. This is found in Joel chapter 2. Of the message Bible. Here's your hope. Here's your hope. But there's also this. It's not too late. God's personal message. Come back to me. And really mean it. Come fasting and weeping. Sorry for your sins. Let the priests, God's servants, weep tears of repentance. Let them intercede. Have mercy, God, on your people. Don't abandon your heritage to contempt. Don't let the pagans take over and rule them. And sin and sneer. And so where is this God of theirs? Joel gives explicit instructions for how to gain God's favor back. He says to call a fast and in public meeting. Declare a day of repentance. Make it mandatory for everyone to do this. Then consecrate everyone. Don't leave anyone out of this act of separation unto God. He tells them to get the priests involved. This is a strong cry from Joel to really make it right. Will we see this in America? This is what really needs to take place right now. People crying out to God, asking God to change them. But the hearts in America are so hard. They're so bitter. They're so filled with hate that they won't ask God to come into them. They stand with their fists raised in the air saying that we know better than God. We deserve something different. And you're getting it. You're getting this destruction from Joel too. Because all you have to do is humble yourself and submit yourself unto God. So many factions, even within the church right now, The church is fighting the church and they can't get it together long enough for God to cleanse. We are in the greatest danger when it comes to the church getting truly right with God. Let's go to Joel chapter two, verses 18 to 20. A little bit more down, Nancy. right there at that God went into action to get his land back. He took pity on his people. God answered and spoke to his people. Look, listen, I'm sending a gift grain and wine and olive oil. The fast is over. Eat your fill. I won't expose you any longer to contempt among the pagans. I'll head off that final enemy coming out of the North and dump them in a wasteland. Half of them will end up in the Dead Sea, the other half in the Mediterranean. There they'll rot, a stench to high heaven. The bigger the enemy, the stronger the stench. Joel shows that God will accept true repentance. True repentance from the hearts of the people caused God to turn around and lift his judgments off of them. We have a chance in America to have the judgments lifted off of us. But will we take that chance? God will stop the enemies of his children right in their tracks from coming against the anointing of God. He will destroy those who were made to destroy his people. So all of this destruction that we see going on right now, it can be turned around if there's true repentance. Joel chapter two, verses 21 to 24. Fear not, earth. Be glad and celebrate. God has done great things. Fear not, wild animals. The fields and meadows are greening up. The trees are bearing fruit again. A bumper crop of fig trees and vines. Children of Zion, celebrate. Be glad in your God. He's given you a teacher to train you how to live right teaching like rain out of heaven, showers of words to refresh and nourish your soul, just as he used to do in plenty of food for your body, silos full of grain, cakes of wine and barrels of olive oil. When true repentance comes from the hearts of God's people, everything prospers. The earth prospers. There is no climate change. All of this, junk science that they're talking about, climate change, it really is the sins of the people being sowed into the land, bringing destruction into the earth. The land does not like the sin, so it's reacting to the sin. The earthquakes, the volcanoes going up, the tornadoes, the strange weather patterns, it's all a result of our sins being sown into the ground, and the earth doesn't like it. That's what your climate change is all about. Everything grows like it's supposed to when God blesses. There is life and vitality all around. When true repentance comes from the hearts of God's people, God will send his Holy Spirit to teach you how to live right. God will send these teachings to you so that you can honor him in all that you do. And because you will receive these teachings, it will cause changes in your soul. You will grow and produce fruit in every area of your life, in your physical body, in your soul, and in your spirit, man. People will see the anointing of God in you, on you, and around you. Joel 2, verses 25 to 27. I'll make up for the years of the locusts. The great locust devastation, locust savage, locust deadly, fierce locust, locusts of doom, that great locust invasion, I sent your way. This was God that did this because of our sins. You'll eat your fill of good food. You'll be full of praises to your God, the God who has set you back on your heels in wonder. Never again will my people be despised. You'll know without question that I'm in the thick of life with Israel, that I'm your God. Yes, your God, the one and only real God. Never again will my people be despised. This is all what happens when true repentance comes. When true repentance comes, everything that God took from you, he will restore Everything that locusts took and ravaged, God will bring back and cause you to prosper in him. The same God who was set on destroying you will turn his heart towards you and you will find favor in his sight. He will establish covenant with you and restore your relationship with him and it will be better in the end than it was at the beginning. The God who promises to always be there for his people. Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. The sun turning black and the moon blood red. Verse 28. And that's just the beginning. After that, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy. Also your daughters. Your old men will dream. Your young men will see visions. I'll even pour out my spirit on the servants, men and women, both. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon, blood red before the judgment day of God. The day tremendous and awesome. Whoever calls help, God gets help. Whoever calls help, God gets help. On Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be a great rescue. Just as God has said, included in the survivors are those that God calls. After the turning of our hearts back to God, God will release himself to us. God will pour out all his goodness upon us and nothing good will be withheld from us, God promises to answer anyone who calls upon him for help. Joel 2 is a picture of how God will correct us, chastise us, and then restore us back to him. This was a very serious word that God brought forth with Joel 2. And he's been saying this at least since 2011 from what I'm seeing in the prophetic words realize and recognize what God is doing. I want to close out with some more prophetic word. This was prophecy from April 28th, 2017 from Pastor Barber. Tell America to fast and pray like never before for the devastation that is coming upon America for de- for the devastation that is coming upon America like America has never seen. I need my prayer warriors and watchmen to rally together and pray and seek my face for instructions in this time of vast devastation. Many lives will be lost at this given time and much destruction everywhere. But as my prayer warriors and watchmen gather to seek my face for instruction, divine instruction shall be given. America is in the time of Joel right now. My church has been sleeping while the enemy has been laying its destructive plans to destroy. It is time to arise and awake from your slumber and sleep and come alive with me. March 17, 2011, Pastor Barber. These are the days of all when every knee will have the opportunity to bow and every tongue have the opportunity to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Take heed, little ones. Take heed for the hour is late and the soon return of of my son is at hand. I am contemplating many salvations at this given time, for this is the time that I have spoken of in Joel. Hurry, for the hour is late and much destruction across the land. But in the midst of the destruction, many souls will be brought into the kingdom of God. Rush, rush to the wall and intercede like never before for this land is about to undertake a major overhaul. Don't we see this happening right now? I am speeding up time, as it were, and many things will come upon the horizon instantly, and there will be no turning back. So get yourselves ready now for the influx of soul souls being brought into the kingdom. July 20th, 2011, from Pastor Barber. Tell my beloved church that this is the hour spoken of in Joel. I am already on the scene performing many signs, wonders, and miracles on the behalf of my beloved church. It is time to proclaim liberty to the captives and set them free from the bondages of darkness that surrounds them. It is time to come to full realization of what I am doing in this hour. I am the almighty God and I fail not. I am doing a perfect works amongst my people at this given time. Take it all my beloved church. Take it all for I am in it. I am performing the impossible at this given time. It is time to come to the forefront, beloved church. You have been on the backside of the desert too long now. And now is the time to come to the forefront and be delivered from all that is not of me and take your rightful place in the kingdom of light and tear down the kingdom of darkness. God is so good and he's so faithful and he always explains to us what is going on so that we're aware. We need to take the words of Joel too to the people. We need to take them to the people and let them know this is what God is doing. And if you repent, you can be on God's good side. You can be in the good graces of God and you can receive the blessings. But if you stay in your sin, If you stay with your hardness of heart, surely destruction is going to befall you. Many people are dropping away from church. Many people have dropped away from church because church hasn't been there because of COVID. In some situations, many people are just dropping away from church because they don't want to hear. They don't want to do the truth. They don't want to follow God. This is a time and an hour where you need to solidify your relationship with God And as we're doing communion this month, make sure that you're making a covenant that you're going to follow him the rest of your days and follow him with all of your heart. You don't want to be on God's terrible side. You really don't. The things that we read in Joel, they should scare you. They should bring a holy fear of God into you that you will never, ever want to do anything to cause God to be against you. The altar's open tonight for you to really search your soul. Take a deep evaluation of where you're at and then make a firm commitment to follow him with your entire being. (laughs) Whatever you decide to do or choose to do, you have to understand that Joel 2 is in, in effect right now. And it really is taking place. The altar's open. We are committed to excellence and truth. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you as we go forth in this endeavor in this hour. We pray that God would be with you, his prophetic mantle and his prophetic anointing would be upon your life. Please feel free to contact us at any time with questions, comments, or concerns. You can reach us at Christopher at RadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook Radiant Fire Radio Ministries. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries, on YouTube.